What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Jesse Strauss. In 2022, there were only 15 days when police did not shoot and kill someone in the United States, according to a Washington Post database, which also shows that in 2023 already, well over 700 people have been killed by police gunfire, and we don't even know most of their names. There were no marches, rallies, rebellions, or hashtags for many of them. Most of their families grieve in silence and solitude. It's critical to understand that police killings are just the tip of an egregious iceberg of transgressions against our communities. Law enforcement serves as a militarized occupying army in our communities and neighborhoods. They racially profile, sexually assault, and put our folks in cages. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So every week on Law & Disorder, we kick off our Thursdays with a roundup of news related to state violence. We hope this segment serves to expose, agitate, and build. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of October 30th, 2023. You probably remember Breonna Taylor, who was killed in a police raid on her apartment in Louisville in 2020. Just a few months after George Floyd was killed, Breonna was killed when a terribly planned police-led no-knock raid attacked her front door. Her boyfriend, not knowing the attackers were police, shot one bullet through the door, which led police to fire 32 shots into the apartment, killing Breonna Taylor. She had no criminal record and no drugs were found in her apartment. Since her death, no-knock warrants have been banned in Louisville. One of the officers who led the no-knock raid, Brett Hankison, did face three state charges for wanton endangerment, but was cleared by a jury on all of those charges. While he was fired in 2020, he now faces new charges. A federal trial started this Monday, October 30th. Prosecutors say Hankison violated the civil rights of Breonna Taylor, her boyfriend, and several neighbors when he and other officers attempted to execute a search warrant on Taylor's apartment using excessive force without legal cause. The Justice Department, after a two-year civil investigation into the Louisville Police Department, announced in March that officers had engaged in systemic civil rights abuses and excessive force misconduct in the years leading up to Taylor's death. Far be it for us to look into the criminal system to find justice in a case of police shooting, but as a conviction is a demand of Breonna Taylor's family, we hope her family is able to find some sense of peace from the new federal trial. Source... Washington Post. A new development in the Stephen Taylor case where in April of 2020, San Leandro police officer Jason Fletcher shot and killed Taylor inside a Walmart store while Taylor was holding a baseball bat. The incident was recorded on video and the Alameda County District Attorney at the time, Nancy O'Malley, charged Jason Fletcher with voluntary manslaughter. The prosecution now, represented by Alameda County District Attorney Pamela Price, and the defense, represented by Michael Raines, the same lawyer who represented Oscar Grant's killer, Johannes Meserly. Last spring, Raines lost an attempt to disqualify Pamela Price from representing the family of Stephen Taylor. Now, Price claps back, trying to force Raines, Fletcher's defense attorney, off the case for misappropriating privileged attorney work from the DA's office. Price claims that Reigns obtained the privileged material from his client, former Alameda County Prosecutor Almacar Butch Ford. At the time, Ford was on paid administrative leave for alleged prosecutorial misconduct. Price said, quote, 
It is so important that we hold officers accountable and someone who has not done something that deserves to die actually ends up dead. She also said, We have reviewed the evidence carefully and we believe we can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that officer, former officer, Jason Fletcher should be held accountable for voluntary manslaughter. We'll continue to monitor the case as it moves forward. Source, NBC Bay Area. Here in Oakland, police last week launched a pilot program for reporting auto burglaries, but it shut it down entirely just the next day. The program asked residents to do the groundwork of policing via social media with a request for folks to direct message details and photos of people committing vehicle crimes to police. Police said they were hoping to receive details, including descriptions of individuals, vehicles, or license plates, along with the location of the crime. They advised, quote, if it's safe, snap a pic or video from a distance. We're not sure of the results of the single-day pilot program, but we do know that if it worked to the best interest of police, it still wouldn't make our community safer. If we could, in fact, arrest our way out of crime, arrest our way to safety, then the U.S. would already be the safest place in the world. Policing doesn't make a safer source. Cron 4. The coroner in Washington County, Pennsylvania, is recommending criminal charges against a Mount Pleasant Township police officer who shot a suspect following a pursuit last spring. Eduardo Hoover was killed by police gunfire in April after officers claimed Hoover accelerated his vehicle toward police at the time. The Washington County District Attorney has previously said that the police officer's decision to open fire was justified, but the coroner is challenging the DA, saying that body cam and surveillance footage showed that the officer who pulled his trigger was not in danger when he put his car in park, shouted an expletive, then got out of the vehicle and shot Hoover twice through his truck's rear window. Coroner Timothy Warko said during his inquest, quote, when I viewed the actions of Officer Evans, like, why did you shoot? Get out of the car, move out of the way if you felt you were in harm. The coroner is now recommending that the offending officer, Tyler Evans, be charged with involuntary manslaughter and that the state attorney general step in if the district attorney doesn't charge the officer. Source, WTAE 4 News. Attorneys for the family of Eric Allen, who was tased and fatally shot by a Mount Juliet Police Department officer in Tennessee, has announced a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the police department. Allen's attorneys say he was shot in the back three times during a traffic stop last year where he allegedly held his hands in the air before shots rang out. Allen's lawyer said Allen was unarmed and had no outstanding warrants to his knowledge at the time of this traffic stop. The officer who fired his weapon, Sergeant Josh Lowe, returned to duty from paid administrative leave less than a month after killing Eric Allen. While the police department contends that the investigation by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation found no wrongdoing on the part of Sergeant Josh Lowe, it's hard to believe that being unarmed and holding one's hands in the air can lead to a justified police shooting. But maybe it's just par for the course. Source, WSMV 4 News. This has been the State Terror Roundup for the week of October 30th, 2023. State Terror Roundup soundtrack provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakland-based musician, singer, and songwriter who has been a force in the Bay Area's hip-hop and soul scene since the early 90s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com, and her website and socials are linked from our website. That's kpfa.org.
You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask in the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>